listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's Tuesday, the 10th of August. You are listening to Recap. Today, we look at how Buy Now, Pay Later's Lay-Buy is now partnered with more than 10,000 merchants worldwide. The veteran building material company James Hardy posts its first quarter earnings. And National Australia Bank announces a deal with Citigroup. I'm Jose Mabosa. I make podcasts and video and things for Sharesies. And I'm Alice Roundtree. I'm a financial analyst at Sharesies. We are here to recap some of the events shaping the share markets today so you can be a more informed investor in around 10 minutes or so. And as mentioned, we broadcast from Sharesies, a wealth development platform platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. That is very true, but first we have this important message. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Alice, what's been happening today? Well, Layby made an announcement this morning. Oh, great. I know about Layby. We uh, Shizzy's ran a lunch money webinar with them the other week. Yes, you're right. So for people who are unfamiliar with Shizzy's lunch money, it's a weekly webinar where we speak to some of the people that run publicly listed companies or sometimes other people like industry experts or fund managers. Uh, so we did speak to Gary Roloff, um, Layby's founder and managing director, a couple of weeks ago um, about Layby and what they do. Um, can we put a link for it in the bio? We certainly can. We can put a link in the bio and then the episode description. So just have a look in there and you'll find that link. It's a good one, that one. Cool. Thanks, Jose. But um, in short, Layby is a buy now, pay later company. Uh, as a consumer, you can buy the goods um, at a shop and, and now take them home and then pay them off through Layby over a couple of payments over a period of time. They compete alongside the likes of Afterpay and Klarna. And they're a Kiwi company, is that right? Yes, so Laybuy's run out of here in Aotearoa, uh, but it also has a presence in Australia and the UK. But they are listed on the Australian Stock Exchange. That was actually one of the things we asked Gary about, was um, their decision to list over there instead of here in New Zealand. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not uncommon to see that uh, being done. But uh, what was uh, Laybuy's announcement today? Uh, so today, Layby announced it's partnered with the UK's largest independent fragrance retailer called The Fragrance Shop. Um, now, how Layby works is that they sign up retailers to offer Layby as a method of payment. Um, and so Layby said The Fragrance Shop has around 200 stores across the UK. Um, and they also signed up um, a further 222 new UK merchants in July. Oh, busy beavers. So what did uh, Layby have to say about that? So Gary, the managing director, said that the agreement is an important step towards the company's goal of having lay-by available in most and almost everywhere um, consumers shop in the UK. Now he describes the UK as lay-by's quote growth engine. Okay, so they've been expanding their footprint over in the UK. Did in did they say anything about their business back in Australia and New Zealand? They said that their growth continues and that they are a market leader here in New Zealand and they have a growing presence in Australia. Now they said they signed on several key merchants in the past couple of months, including some familiar names like House of Travel, Bailey Nelson and EB Games. Very good. Um, now all up worldwide, Layby has partnered with more than 10,000 merchants. 
They have been busy beavers. Um, I've got another ASX uh, story, but also a little bit of a US story for you, Alice. Okay. Uh, is this the James Hardy results? It certainly is. So James Hardy was founded in Australia in 1880, just by way of background. It's in the building supply game, if you didn't know, and is pretty much the world leader in making and selling fibre cement. Its headquarters is based in Ireland. I won't lie to you, I hadn't actually heard of um, James Hardy before today when I saw them in the news. I mm. thought this was a person that they were talking about. Um, Who is this James? What's he up to? Presumably it started with a person called James Hardy. But um, how big is this company since uh, it's been uh, around for a while? Yeah, it has. So it's been, it's very big. Revenue is in the billions, $2.5 billion uh, US dollars in, two, in uh, 2019 and over 5,000 employees. It's dual listed on the ASX and the NICE otherwise known as the New York Stock Exchange. Yes, we talked about that yesterday, didn't we? I just like calling it the NICE. Hey, Gary, let's go have a drink with NICE. It's nice. Uh, became, it became infamous in the 1980s, and this is uh, what I remember them for, because it was, uh, because of a number of asbestos-related legal and compensation claims. Uh, this actually is what led them to develop that fibre cement I was talking about earlier. Uh, until very recently, it was actually the focus of a $220 million lawsuit here in New Zealand, uh, about allegedly defective cladding used in leaky homes. See, I did actually see them in the news about that, but again, I thought they were just talking about someone called James Hardy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a yeah, it's a common mistake. So, what was the news about today? Well, the company released its first uh, quarter results. It recorded global net sales of eight hundred forty-three million US dollars for the first quarter. That's up by thirty-five uh, percent. Its adjusted net income was 134 million US dollars, up 50%. Okay, and did they make any forecasts for the next financial period? Yes, they certainly did. They adjusted their previous guidance. Now, they, this is where they reckon they'd achieve between 520 million to 570 million uh, US dollars. They jiggled that up a bit to a range of 550 million to 590 million. Okay, so expecting slightly higher growth in their profits than yes. they previously indicated. Um, did they say what drove what's driving this growth? Well, they put it down to their, quote, high-value product mix strategy, end quote, which I had to kind of unpack a little bit. So that basically just means they reckon that they got several factors in their product lineup right. Um, and that mix that I sort of referenced, the product mix refers to how many product lines they have, how many products are in each of those lines, as well as consistency of product and how products complement each other. It's kind of the whole mix of that. And if you mm-hmm. you get that right, well, you know, you can do well um, across the line. But further to that, it's also been observed elsewhere um, and reporting around uh, the industry in general that COVID-19 pushed demand for building supplies up and also that the shortage in materials and labour is pushing up prices as well. But Alice, you've got another news story from Australia, don't you? One about the big banks, I the do. big bucks, the big banks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, National Australia Bank has entered into an agreement to purchase Citigroup's Australian consumer business. Okay, just before we get into this, let's uh, touch on who National Australia Bank and Citigroup are. So National Australia Bank, or NAB as they're commonly referred to, that's mm-hmm. also their ticker code, uh, it's one of the big four banks over in Australia. Now they are also the parent company of BNZ, so they have operations here in New Zealand. Right. Um, they are listed on the Australian Stock Exchange as well. Now Citigroup is a bank, big global bank, it's headquartered over in the US and is listed on the New York Stock Exchange. Otherwise known as the NICE. Okay, but this deal's just for an Australian part of the business, okay? Is that right? Correct. So NAB will pay Citigroup $1.2 billion Australian dollars 
for their Australian consumer business. Now, that consumer business part includes things like credit cards, loans, retail banking, and mortgages. So the mm. types of things that um, you know everyday people like you or I would be involved with um, if we went to a bank. Right, cool. As a quick statistic, um, Citigroup is actually the fifth largest issuer of credit cards in Australia. Right, so what's driven this acquisition? Citigroup announced back in April that it wants to exit the consumer banking space in 13 of the countries that it's in. Uh, Instead, they want to focus on its uh, investment banking division and wealth management. Mm. Now, NAB said the proposed acquisition supports their strategic growth ambition for their personal banking business. Right. So, look, we've just been talking about uh, buy now, pay later, and as demonstrated by Layby, it's becoming more available in more and more places as a payment option. Mm-hmm. Did NAB say anything about how this is impacting the credit card business? Yeah, I saw an AFR article discussing uh, this in particular, put it in the context of Afterpay. Yeah. Now, it, it quoted the article quoted NAB's CEO saying that NAB doesn't believe the credit card business is in a massive decline and that there is still plenty of life left in plastic or referring to credit cards okay look so that, that i've picked up that often when corporate transactions are announced they've still got quite a few sign-offs to go through before they're a done deal is that the is that the story here yeah that's the case so it's nailed it i knew it <laughs> i knew it so it's still uh, the deal is still subject to a number of regulatory approvals. In this case, the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission is a significant approval that they have to get. Uh, now they look after competition in certain industries and, and try and prevent um, monopolies or one company from being able to control an entire industry. Mm. Now they said um, to Australian news outlet ABC that this sort of deal will be scrutinised. But pending on the approvals, NAB said that the deal is expected to be finalised in March next year. Cool, no doubt we'll uh, look at that when it happens. Thank you very much, Alice. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate that as always. Guess what, that was Tuesday the 10th of August. It was. You've been listening to Recap, and thank you so much for doing so. Really appreciate it. And if you're enjoying what you hear, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great evening. Matiwa, see you then. See you then.